No Taste for Lamb by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. What is a true leader? To begin with, they must be entirely dedicated to God, submissive to His will and ways, and willing to change as the Lord releases new insight on Scripture for this age. They are to be ready in season and out of season to share this revealed truth with God's family. Above all, and most importantly, they must love God and His people. This includes those around the earth. Their vision must be global, as we are all one family, one body. Their heart must be to spread the good news of God's coming kingdom rule, to preach the message of God's covenants, and make known His promised blessings of restoration, renewal, and the new earth. God had a plan before the earth was formed to restore humanity. This planet, in fact all of creation to the original state they were created for. God's leaders must be well informed themselves concerning this plan to share it with others. They are living stones across this planet craving to know more of God, wanting to find their place in the body, who when gathered will form God's sukkah, his temple, so he can tabernacle with man. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. This worldwide temple is the body he dwells in to build his kingdom. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 21 through 22 says, In whom the whole building being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. It's also up to leadership to bring unity so one language and one vision will emerge across the earth. But if leaders are held captive by false doctrine and educated by man rather than the Holy Spirit, how can they ever teach the people to think like God or change their ways to be in harmony with Him? How will they be overcomers if their testimony is based on lies? Let me ask this, how will the people of God be able to stand as the systems of man crumble if there is no visible establishment of the kingdom to plant their feet on? How can the children of God be willing to turn their backs on this world and its systems that evolved from the tainted knowledge of the adversary if they do not understand the truth of how and why mankind failed? Their questions must be correctly answered. For instance, who is the tree of life? Who is the tree of good and evil? What fruit was the controversy? Who are the trees of righteousness that are the planting of the Lord? Simple elementary questions. Yet the kingdom of God begins in the hearts of the born again as they make the right choices. How do they make correct choices if they don't know the answers to the above questions? If leaders can't answer these questions themselves, the flock they shepherd is doomed. True leaders, living stones, vessels chosen and fashioned by God to be the head of His body are His government those he will direct through. Isaiah chapter 9 
verses 6 through 7 says, For unto us a child is born, Jesus. Unto us a son is given, and the government, those chosen to be a part of his body, will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David, Jesus is of David's tribe, Judah, and the born again, his brethren, and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. As government people are gathered, supernaturally they form a holy mountain, Zion, the Lord's home. Jesus is the rock. As these living stones are bound together, a mountain of illumination grows from ones that walk in truth. Remember, this mountain is also Christ's head. He is truth and the way. Therefore, from here, the laws of His kingdom go forth to bring humanity back in line with the rest of creation. Sad to say, much of the church leadership is completely ignorant of God's spiritual mountain or His kingdom laws. Therefore, the flock is naively lawless, has no idea where to go for direction. Yet Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Satan has blinded them in such a way they only understand the Mosaic law that was annulled and have overlooked completely the laws of the kingdom that are written on our hearts and are a part of the covenants. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 explains, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. So his laws must be established, his mountain understood, and his government made visible to guide his people. The spiritual mountain is shaped and molded by God's knowledge through ones that have chosen the tree of life. Its anointing opens the understanding of those that are to become the living stones that form the city of God, his bride, New Jerusalem. Again, his head and neck are government, his mountain. The rest of the body forms the city. Let us look at Scripture to better understand. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 18 For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22 through 23 But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, those recorded in the book of life, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect through the blood of the Lamb. Isaiah prophesied long ago about this mountain and its function. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountain over all kingdoms and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, 
Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. John saw this supernatural city, the bride, as recorded in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 2. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Sea is symbolic of wicked humanity. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The city is not in heaven, as false doctrine teaches either, as verses 23 through 24 show. Revelations chapter 21, verses 23 through 24. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. As stated before, God's true leadership is chosen by Him, shaped and molded to guide, protect, direct, teach, and unite His people through His Spirit. It's Christ in us the hope of glory, so leaders that are hired by man cannot be a part of the stout-hearted volunteers that the Lord will function through to pioneer the new earth, establish His laws and His kingdom. False doctrines and man's traditions will block the winds of change in the lives of a congregation held captive by leaders, ensnared by Babylon, the city of the adversary. Her religious systems, with their salaries, pensions, and supplied resources, controls the shepherds. Church has become a huge money-making business, but the braided whip is swinging once again. Christ, through His prepared vessels, is prophesying the destruction of storehouses that abuse His funds and abort His plans for restoration. He is shining a light, exposing shepherds that are building their own kingdom, bringing the scripture in Revelation chapter 18, verses 10 through 11 and 14 to fruition. Standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, the opposite of God's city, the adversary's bride. For in one hour your judgment has come, and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise any more. The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you. Her intellect from the tree of good and evil fails her. And all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. Her wealth fails her. Here are God's true leaders. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 8 and 11 through 13. Therefore, he says, when he, Jesus, ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Now here is what God chooses them for, 
for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. His people must be taught present truth, be living according to the knowledge of the Son to mature, function, and become the full stature, the completed body of Christ. To see all creation restored, His body must spread Christ's knowledge across the world, so His people can have hope, and they too can fulfill their part in God's plan for the new earth. Woe to the religious leaders that stand in the way of that plan! Luke chapter 11 verse 52 Woe to you, lawyers, the religious leaders of that day, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in you hindered. Woe to those that mislead his sheep, denying them knowledge from the tree of life. Woe to those that hinder the direction of his government, blocking the view of his mountain and city. Woe to those that do not teach kingdom laws and precepts. For those trapped in Babylon, the Lord says, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. Instead, lead the flock up the king's highway to his mountain home, and the safety of his city. New beginnings start with choosing the tree of life, Christ, and feasting on his fruit, the knowledge of God. In closing, Woe to the shepherds that find swallowing truth too difficult, change too hard, that have no taste for the lamb.